Welcome to Solid Rock. My name is Matt. We're happy to have you. We are going to be doing things a little bit differently today um, than we typically do during this portion of our service. If you've been around here very long at all, or maybe even if this is your first time with us, it's no surprise that things are a bit tight in this room. Uh, we have to get a bit cozy physically with our neighbors. Not too cozy, of course, but we, we do have to get a little bit cozy with our neighbors. And while that may lead to some discomfort temporarily, I also think it's a good thing and it's quite exciting. And so with that in mind, with these space issues in mind, earlier this summer, on June 2nd, the membership of Solid Rock at a special business meeting voted to unanimously to add on to our current facility. We have been exploring options to address our limited space, especially our limited space. If you think it's tight in here, you should visit one of the classrooms where our kids are. Um, but we've been exploring options to address our limited space for the past several years. We initially looked at relocating. We had a contract to sell this piece of property and a contract to purchase a new piece of property, and that all fell through. If you were here, you remember that saga. Um, and over the past couple of years, we've continued looking for other options, and there has just been nothing. And so we have decided in the past couple of years to dig our roots deeper into this piece of property here in Midtown. And I want to spend some time today, as this project is going to be uh, right around the corner, I want to spend some time today providing an update on where we are in the process, how things will progress from this point forward, and we also want to provide an opportunity for you to partner with us in this project, both through prayer and through financial support and contributions. And of course, and probably just as importantly, through a willingness to bear with us through this process as it is going to create some increased inconvenience, at least temporarily. So before we get into the specifics of what I want to address, I want to set the stage. Because there are a host of ways that we understand and think about and talk about the church. But one way we come to understand the church is recognizing that following Jesus is more than just a personal relationship with Christ. It is that, but it's not only personal relationship. When, when we commit to Christ, we are by necessity becoming a part of a group of people, the church, and this is a local, small expression of that body that we are by necessity attached to when we follow Jesus. And that, that body or that group of people, the church, gathers somewhere. And it gathers many somewheres around our globe, but those geographical locations, for us, this geographical location, this physical space, is not unimportant, at least in my view. Not that the church can't exist without physical property, but the location, the physical space where we meet is a part of who we are as a congregation, and in my view, it's an important part. And so I want to talk about some of these practical considerations today 
in relation to our upcoming building project. As we are thinking about this facility, this physical space, and how it is a tool to help us fulfill parts of our purpose. So when we think about our purpose as a congregation, we think transformation, we are hoping to be transformed into the image of Christ, we are hoping to discover wholeness, both individually and collectively. We, we seek to encounter the sacred. That is our collective focus and intent when we walk through those doors. Everybody, we, we each have our minds set on the same thing, which is to encounter God and to spend time with one another, caring for one another in this journey. Now, none of that happens exclusively here. But all of it does happen here in different ways to varying degrees. At our midweek prayer service every Wednesday, we recite the first two verses of Psalm 91 together, which coincidentally was also our call to worship last week. But the first two verses of Psalm 91, we read this. He who dwells, dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Or as Jesus puts it in John chapter 8, if you would dwell in my word or elsewhere, he says, dwell in me. So Jesus Christ, our God, is our dwelling place, which speaks to this spiritual uh, abiding, this spiritual dwelling. And while that is undoubtedly critical to our spirituality, it doesn't mean that we live a disembodied existence where the really important part of who we are is our spirit or our soul, but the physical structures where our bodies dwell or the physical activities that our bodies engage in, those are rather unimportant. They don't matter all of that much. And I want to push back against that view a little bit this morning. We dwell in God, yes, of course. The church can exist anywhere and does exist everywhere. Whether we are scattered as we are throughout the week or whether we gather in this room like we are today and like we do every Sunday at 10 o'clock, we don't cease being the church when we leave this physical space where we have gathered. But our bodies do gather some place, and I want to argue that those places are important as the body gathers to fulfill a part of its purpose. The author of Hebrews put it this way in chapter 10, a well-known section out of Hebrews, verse 24, where it says this, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good work. So thinking about our purpose as a church, gathering together as the body to stir one another up to love and good works. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the physical space where we choose to gather obviously is not everything, but it is something at least in part due to what happens here today, what has happened here in the past, the stories that these walls tell, and what will happen here in the future. And our prayer is that this facility, that this physical structure would be this little piece of land in Midtown, 
in Springfield, Missouri, would be a piece of property where hope is being dispersed, where wholeness and life are being dispensed to others in our city. So part of the beautiful thing about a permanent structure is that it does anchor us in a piece of geography. It does force us to dig our roots deeper into a neighborhood, and I think that's a positive thing. But it also gives us a physical location to which we attach memories. And I think that's important. We're going to explore this idea of the role of memory in the spiritual journey. We're going to explore that in more detail next week as we see what Paul has to say, that repeated theme about remembering, remembering. We're going to consider that next week in Paul's second letter to Timothy. But a physical location represents this space where we attach memories. Significant events in the life of faith, maybe a baptism, a wedding, or a baby dedication, or a funeral or memorial service like one that took place this week in this very room. You you walk in through those back doors, and seeing something in the room or seeing someone in the room reminds you of a special moment you had with Christ or maybe a wonderful friendship that you've developed and nurtured, and this space that we have been blessed with has been a part in that process. I mean, we could think of it in terms of maybe a childhood home, especially if you never moved growing up. At some point, your folks are likely going to sell that house, and that can be a very emotional experience, even for those who aren't very sentimental about physical stuff. But a house is more than just physical stuff, right? It represents memories, and good good and bad, yes, but memories of events and people that shaped you and helped you develop into the person you are today. I remember just a couple of years ago when Annette and I sold the first house that we bought together, and it was an emotional thing, not because... The structure itself was special. If you visited our house that we sold a couple of years ago, you know that it was nothing extraordinary. It was a very simple house, and it had a very active train right in the backyard. (laughs) So it wasn't anything special. Uh, I, I would often pass the time by listening for the train. Every 23 minutes, I knew a train is about to come because on that 24th minute, the train would pass by. It wasn't special. The the physical structure wasn't anything extraordinary, but what that structure represented for Nanette and I was actually quite special. We made a lot of memories there. It was the first major purchase that we made together as a couple. We brought our first daughter home to that house. A lot of friendships that we have to this day started and were developed in that little house. Do you see what I'm saying? The house wasn't special, but it was emotional for us because we had all these memories attached to it. And I think in a way the same, could be, the same thing could be said of a church building. It's not only practical in that it is fulfilling our need for a meeting space, but it carries with it countless stories of hope, and healing, hopefully for each of us. 
Some of you have been baptized in this room. Or maybe you had your children dedicated in this room. Our two daughters were dedicated right here where I'm standing. This is a special place for our family. Maybe you met lifelong and incredibly close friends in this room. Or maybe you started that process of rediscovering faith and this building, this location was a part of that process. Or you found a community here. Some of you have maybe recovered from spiritual trauma or traumas of some other kind, and gathering in this physical space has been an important part of that process. Not because of this building, obviously. The building isn't anything special, but what it represents for us, for our community, for those who gather here week after week, it's incredibly significant and quite special in our life of faith. And as we embark on this new project, thinking about that and dreaming about doing more of that for myself, the staff, our board, as we dream about the future, dreaming about doing more of all of that in this facility with those who are gathered in this room today, but also with those who aren't gathered here, that is really exciting for us. Making more space so that more folks can experience some of those benefits and the blessings that we have experienced by being a part of this community. And that's why we are embarking on this project. So this is obviously not the only place we meet Jesus. This isn't the only place where others encounter Jesus, but it is one among many, even in our city, one among many, where people come to find and know and follow Jesus. And our hope, our prayer, is that we would continue to be a place where that can occur. And for practical reasons, with our limited space, we want to provide more and more opportunities for more and more people to find and know Jesus. I believe there are people in our city who are looking for this hope, looking for this life. I believe there are folks in our neighborhood, in Midtown, that would benefit from seeing a local expression of the kingdom of God. And that is our prayer. That is what we hope to be. We want to be a part of that that is happening in our city. We don't believe we're the best, obviously. We, we, we don't even believe we're the most faithful. We just simply believe we are another part of the church in Springfield, and we want to faithfully play our part. We want to steward the resources that we have already been blessed with um, and hopefully continue to impact our city. For instance, we've been blessed over the last nine or ten years with this building we are sitting in today, and that has been a great asset for us, but we've reached the point where it is limiting the impact we can have what, what we are able to do. We've had a variety of opportunities over the last several years to increase our impact with several organizations that we're already working with, but we've been unable to do so because of our limited space. Furthermore, as we think about this 
community, there are ways that we want to increase our efforts at walking alongside families and helping them raise and disciple their children, and that is becoming quite difficult because of our limited space in our kids' area. So there are ways that we want to expand those efforts, and that's why we are doing this. I assure you this is not about developing a brand. It's not about building an organization. It is about a simple desire to see individuals in our city come to know and follow Christ. And so any financial investment or contribution that we would consider making toward this project is with that goal in mind, that we might continue as a community to be a faithful presence in this neighborhood, not leaving the neighborhood for greener pastures, but watering the grass where we are planted. And so we are asking you, those who are committed to this community, those who have been positively impacted by this faith community, those who would like to see this community continue to thrive and impact the lives of folks in our city, we are asking that you would consider partnering with us financially and investing in this project. And this is going to be nice for all of us. It's going to be a lot more comfortable when we have more space. But ultimately, we are also investing in and planning for those who are presently not in this room, planning for those who are presently not following Jesus. So before we get into the request, a moment of honesty for me. Is that okay? If you know me well at all, you know that I don't like talking about money very often. It's, I just don't like it. I hate the thought of it coming across as manipulative or self-serving. As I think back over the last month, though, hopefully our choice in our sermon series will help combat any notion that this is manipulative. Spending three weeks talking about slavery and the modern impact of those issues and then talking about politics last week, um, that's probably not the best strategy leading into a fundraising effort, but nonetheless, that's the path that we chose. I, I, I hate the thought of it coming across as manipulative, but uh, this is the first time in the life of this church, at least in the eight years that I have been here, that we have made a direct and specific financial donation request. If you're relatively new to the congregation, I hope you understand this is not something that happens every year or two. And while it may be uncomfortable for my personality type, I do think it's appropriate, and I do think there is a biblical precedent for this sort of thing, where followers of Jesus pool resources, sacrifice some of their own finances, some of their own desires for the sake of the advancing gospel to enable the new and developing church to continue meeting the needs of the people. We find examples of this, especially in the book of Acts, a simple example in Acts chapter 4 where Barnabas, one of the early followers of Jesus, is said to have sold a piece of property he owned and he brought the proceeds from that property, which he rightfully owned, they were his, he brought it, laid it at the feet of the apostles so that the church might continue doing what the church was called to do, which is helping meet the needs, both physical and spiritual needs, meeting the needs of the people. So on a practical note, this is where we are with this project. Our plans have been submitted to the city for the permitting process. 
We hope to break ground shortly after those permits are received. We still have a couple of weeks waiting on the city. At least we are praying that it is only a couple of weeks. But in the near future, things may be a bit messy for a while. So I, I just want to prepare you for that. We are going to continue meeting in this room as we currently do, but you may begin noticing machinery around the property or building materials, things like that. And so we are asking that you would bear with us throughout this process. Things are going to continue to be tight in coming months. We're going to have to adjust our parking scheme when they start digging up the ground in places where we currently park. Uh, we are planning to continue having a class for kindergartners through first grade students, but our older elementary students will be in here with us for a few months. But we are asking that with all of those inconveniences that are going to come along with a building project, we are asking that you would be gracious with us during the process. So our plans are in place. We are ready to begin the project. Um, we, if you are unfamiliar with the nature, the scope of the project, we are just adding a sanctuary and lobby to the north side of our property. There will be restrooms as well. Um, we want to make that clear. A sanctuary, a lobby, and restrooms. Um, that sanctuary will just about double our sanctuary capacity um, also provide a gathering space with a lobby and space for other smaller events. But one of the main benefits that we are going to receive from this project, one of the reasons we started making these plans in the first place is what this space where we are sitting is going to be used as. This will become a multi-purpose room of sorts for our kids' ministry, which we are in dire need of more space and more uh, secure processes in those efforts. It will also provide a multi-purpose space for us to share meals together and things like that. So with all of that in mind, there are a couple of ways that you can be involved in this process. Number one is through your prayers. Uh, we do ask that you would pray for this project. Um, there is a lot to it. We ask that you would pray for our board and for our building committee as we continue the process. Uh, this week, if you could pray for the process with the city where we are waiting on building permits uh, because we are in a holding pattern until we receive those permits. Pray that we would have clarity of thought and making decisions and also that there would be limited complications and a personal request as we're talking about prayer is that it would be an anxiety-free process. So we ask that you would pray. We, we also want to give you an opportunity to partner with us through financial contributions. Over the past several years, we have been blessed and we've been able to save about 60% of the total cost of this project in cash, which is great. And talking to our lender, it's pretty unheard of when it comes to churches. And so we are grateful for your generosity to this point, which has put us in a position where we can even think about a project like this, because without that capital, it would just be beyond our reach. But our hope is that in the next year or so, we would be able to raise as much as possible of the remaining 300000 necessary for this project. 
And quite simply, the more that we can raise in the next 12 months, obviously the, next we, the, the less we ultimately have to borrow, which then translates to increased opportunity for finances to flow directly again into missions and ministry. And so this is what we've done. Austin and Lucas, if you all want to come up, we have created little pledge cards that Austin and Lucas are going to hand out um, pledge cards that you can fill out if you would like to partner with us in this project. Now, as they begin handing these out, um, you, you don't have to fill this out today. We're, if you already have thought about this and know what you would like to contribute, you can fill that out today and, and turn it in. But we are going to collect these corporately in a couple of weeks. But I would encourage you to take one of those pledge cards to think about it if you are married or have a family, to have conversations with your spouse or with your family, um, to think about how your family might sacrificially give to this project. This is something Nanette and I are personally doing as well. Um, and most importantly, I would encourage you to pray about it, uh, to, to ask God to lead you in this. How might I sacrificially give to this project? And Maybe you would feel led to donate your end-of-year bonus or your tax return, or maybe you have a car that you're going to sell, and rather than putting that little bit of cash toward a new car, you would feel led to put that towards this project, or maybe you just decide to give a smaller gift on a weekly or monthly basis over the next year. I don't know. Those are just simple examples, but... This pledge card represents contributions that you would like to make specifically to this project. So we still have our normal operational expenses that will not disappear during this project. These pledge cards represent um, project-specific donations that you'd like to make. Um, you could also set up a one-time or recurring donation through our website uh, directed specifically at this project. There is a tab where you can select the building fund for uh, a donation online. If you choose to do that, we, we would also ask that you fill out one of these pledge cards just to help us in our financial planning process moving forward. So it's, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, the pledge card. You just fill out your information, um, list the, the total amount that you would like to pledge, and then there are some options for the frequency or the duration. So maybe it would be a one-time gift, or maybe you would choose to make uh, contributions over the next three or six or 12 months. Um, and then if you would also indicate the duration, the duration of your uh, disper disbursements to fulfill that total pledge amount listed at the top. Does that make sense? Is that a clear enough explanation of that? So again, we are hoping to raise as much as we possibly can um, of the remaining 300,000 um, leading into this project. If, if you know what you would like to contribute, you can turn that in anytime in the next couple of weeks. But we are going to collect those corporately on October 20th um, and say a, a prayer over the financial aspect of this process as we begin. If you have any questions uh, about the project that we are embarking on, please feel free to let me or Austin know, um, and we can walk you through what our plans are. Sound good? We believe that as a staff, 
as a, a board of directors, we believe that God has blessed us to be a part of this congregation. Uh, I personally, Nanette and I, we are personally so grateful for this community. Uh, we also believe that this is a tool that, um, that, that God might use Solid Rock, this organization, some of those um, mundane aspects of a church, uh, and even this new building, that God might use that as a means to help those in this room grow into maturity, to help those who are connected to this faith community grow into the fullness of Christ, uh, a means to help us become a more faithful representation of God's kingdom in our community, um, and an opportunity to, to continue finding ways to live that out. But we also believe, as a membership and as our, uh, the membership of the congregation voted unanimously for this project, we we believe that this will be a tool that will help make more room for people to find and follow Jesus. And that is our hope. That is our ultimate prayer um, in this project. We, we understand that there's nothing special about us, save the fact that we are another local expression of Christ's bride in this city, an expression of the kingdom, trusting that our faithful presence might draw people to Christ. That is our goal in everything we do as a community, including this project that we're starting in the next couple of months. Would you stand as, as we say a prayer, and Kevin, if you all want to come up. We are going to say a prayer, and then we are going to conclude our time together, lifting our voices, singing a song of trust and adoration, and then we're going to share a meal together. Sound good? All right, let's pray. God of all mercies, we thank you for the creation and for the sustenance of your church that you've blessed us to be a part of. And we humbly ask today that you would help us to walk in your likeness. We confess that we are a part of something that is much bigger than solid rock. But we also recognize that we are a unique gathering of your people a local expression of your kingdom, and we pray that as we venture into new territory, that everything we do would bring you honor. That is our desire. It's not about us, or strategy to optimize influence. We, we want to bring you honor. We want to extend hope to others. And so we pray for your blessing on this project. We pray for your provision as you have provided for us in the past, we ask for continued provision, understanding that we are also an answer to that prayer. So we ask that you would unify individuals in our congregation. We also ask that you would bring unity to your global church. Enable us to grow into your image and to live faithfully into your calling. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.